Lecture topic Entering into Islam totally Alhamdulillah Alhamdulillah wa kafa wa salatu wa salamu ala ibadihi alladhin astafa Amma ba'du fa'udhu billahi minash shaytanir rajim Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim Ya ayyuhalladhina amanu dukhulu fis silmi kafa Wala tattabi'u khutuwati shaytan إنه لكم عدو مبين صدق الله العظيم Most respected students of Deen, mothers and sisters Two weeks ago we had discussed this ayat briefly Unfortunately last week there were some issues due to which the program could not be transmitted So any case to continue with what was discussed two weeks ago just to very quickly first recap the discussion so that we can link up from there the crux of what was discussed was the background to this ayat the occasion of the revelation of this ayat Abdullah bin Salam who was a very highly placed Jewish scholar in his community and then Allah Ta'ala's tawfiq that he accepted Islam wholeheartedly and likewise there were some others of a similar nature so now they were fully into Islam in terms of their beliefs, their aqaid they were not uh, half-heartedly in deen, they were fully in deen but yet Allah Ta'ala revealed an ayat on this occasion that Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu dhkhulu fi silmi kafa O you who believe you have iman but enter into Islam fully so what was the background to this these sahaba they gathered and were discussing among themselves that in the previous life when they were still Jews they used to honor the Sabbath, the day of Saturday as the holy day. In Islam there is nothing that has come specifically with regard to Saturday. Friday, Jumu'ah is the big day as we call it. But there is no prohibition on being more observant on a Saturday. So on the Saturday if you are more observant there is no harm in that in terms of any dini obligation instruction. So what they felt was that if we observe Saturday as well as a, in our terminology now, as a big day, and in other words, as we will now treat a big day, we will make some more ibadat, we will be more conscious. So if we do this on a Saturday as well, there is no prohibition in deen that must not do so on a Saturday. So in other words, we will be doing the good of what Islam is all about, and one good thing in terms of honoring a day as a good day from the Jewish life that two will side by side get done likewise in Judaism it was prohibited for us to eat camel flesh and to drink camel milk there is no compulsion in Islam to eat camel flesh and drink its milk you are allowed to do so if you don't do it nobody is forced to do it it's not a sin if a person doesn't eat any camel meat 
So we'll just abstain. So Allah Ta'ala revealed this ayat that look, now that you have come into Islam, then don't look left and right and try to accommodate some things from here and there as well. Don't look any other direction, only look towards Islam. Don't look at what is in any other way of life. Only look at what has come to you through the Quran and Sunnah. So now this is the message that is in this ayat, that trying to accommodate these things from the Jewish uh, scriptures or from the from part of Judaism, this is not in order. This is wrong. So refrain from this immediately. Obviously these were Sahaba and this was a one lesson and it was done for life. But this was a lesson for the entire Ummah till Qiyamah. That we don't look left and right, we only look towards Islam. Islam is everything for us. There is nothing anywhere for us outside Islam. So in all aspects of life, we must not be impressed by anything from anywhere else. Everything is part of Deen. Only what is part of Deen, that is what we will look at. So we discussed a few examples last week about dressing, about weddings, very briefly this was all discussed, that the western lifestyle, this is creeping into us in all these matters. And this is also part of what the instruction is, enter into Islam fully, don't, don't look towards western lifestyle for anything. And don't borrow things from their lifestyle. Don't take on things from what their culture is all about. The Western culture, the Western lifestyle, this has got no relationship with Islam whatsoever. It is all stemming from something which is far away from Deen. They also dress, Muslims also dress, but the, the background to them, what they adopt as dress, it's completely different. And what the Muslims adopt, the background and the foundation, that is completely different. Now, what is this difference? Now, this is not confined to dressing. This is across the board. But this is the foundation. We need to understand, and this is from a very, very great personality. This is his insightful words, having studied the differences so what he said is that Islam and, and in particular we're talking about the Mu'asharat of Islam the Mu'asharat the social life the living as we'll call it the lifestyle and the culture all these things come out of the same aspect of Mu'asharat so the Mu'asharat and the social life of Islam is based on two foundations the cornerstones of this social life of Islam is based on two things. And what are the two things? Simplicity and modesty. Modesty is the more important aspect. So modesty and simplicity. These are the two things on which the Mu'asharat and the social life of Islam are based. So now obviously everything that Islam teaches so dressing also will come out from the same foundation. So now, what kind of dressing will come? Dressing which is, which has these two elements in it. 
simplicity and modesty. So now one is, there are certain specific situations uh, how a woman will adorn herself for her husband etc. That's a separate matter. But on a general note, these will be the two elements. So, and especially the element of modesty and shame. This is the key element. Now everything about what a person does in terms of Mu'asharat will have this aspect that is this conforming to the dictates of Haya or not? Now this is where the problem arises that because the Westernism has crept in so the standard of Haya that a person now puts forward that has dropped. So now one is that somebody is uh, looking at now examining some work somebody has done a task whatever task so now that task they're examining now how well this was done maybe somebody's cooking for that matter so you're getting now somebody who is judging that cooking so somebody who has a very very high standard they will judge that cooking on that standard so now they will taste it they will look at the presentation they will look at whatever went into the process they will look at the ingredients they will look at all the related issues and then sometimes they'll say no this is okay in terms of the presentation fine but in terms of this ingredient was missing or that was missing or something or the other and this will become a problem they'll say no no but now we can't give full marks we can give maybe 60 percent 70 percent somebody else may not have such a high standard they're not even used to maybe they just came here. they don't even have a good uh, experience in cooking a good background to this they'll say no no this is excellent this is super a they give 200 percent why they give 200 percent and the other person is not even giving uh, 50 percent because this person's standards are so low so now the even some you know the presentation is not right they say no no that what does that matter food is food doesn't matter how it's presented and then some that some important ingredients were left for example now it was supposed to be a very exquisite dish so they left out some additional ingredients that enhance the taste but this person got no taste they say now doesn't matter it's food now just eat it so somebody's saying but there's you know it's even the salt is less you know it doesn't matter it's food now eat it so now anybody who has any experience in cooking or has some good taste in food they say no this person doesn't know nothing leave this person out this person can't judge now unfortunately our taste in terms of dini values has become so clogged like those t- taste buds get clogged in a flu so now because of the westernization the flu of westernization the taste buds of Haya have become completely clogged so now we're looking at it and it's totally forget tasteless it's bitter it's it's r- smelling but now the person in the severe flu can't smell the odor can't get the bitter taste I say oh it's fine everything is fine so that is what has happened now we are looking at the kind of dressing that the West has dished out to us we are adopting it but with the clogged taste buds we are saying it's fine and we are not 
realizing that how far away we gone from deen from Islam and we are not anyway close to fulfilling what is required of us in this ayat of the Quran Sharif Udkhulu fissilmi kaffa enter into Islam fully we are far away from it likewise that wedding it is a wedding now it's fine so we got no issue with it what's going on there how things are how far away from deen why because the taste buds have been clogged so we can't see the bitterness of it there was a very great personality in India Hazrat Mawla Umar Palampuri he was one of the seniors of the effort of Dawat in Tabligh so he once was explaining in one bayan so he says one jama'ah one group came from America and they had come for the purpose of Dawat and Tabligh to India to learn and at the same time they were going to different areas so now they had come a group of brothers had come along but they had come along with their wives as well so now because this was a Jamaat from America so the American Jamaat now when people heard about America Jamaat they were very excited because uh, Jamaat from America now this must be something very very you know high level and whatever else they are they now talk with a different like a triangle now so obviously now this is something exciting for them so this this became a very exciting thing and uh, now people were flocking in big numbers to hear these American people so in any case one American lady was now addressing one gathering in a university Muslim a lot of Muslim students were there and uh, now they came in big numbers to come and hear now what's going on here so now when they came to this university this big gathering of women and uh, she's addressing them so now the people that came to listen they thought they came to listen to America people came from America so they thought people with the American culture they might be and they might be dressed like Americans now they talk like Americans obviously but they might be dressed like Americans and whatever else all the aspects of that nature but when they got there they got a surprise now they came dressed as they call it dressed for the kill in American styles and fashion and whatever but when they came there this lady was mashallah somebody who had already a very deep dini conscience she was dressed in proper Islamic garb very modestly and person of a lot of haya and shame now she saw this kind of gathering in front of her how they dressed and all in all the western styles and fashion and made up in western manners so in any case she didn't say anything initially and she realized that these people are very impressed with all this westernization they caught up in this western culture so she started addressing them started talking about deen started building up the talk gradually and as it came to a peak and she had the audience now listening to her very attentively she then brought about the aspect of western culture and the kind of problems it has etc etc and then she made a statement and she said something and she said look we've been through this life we've lived this life and we know what this life is all about what we spat out meaning those who Allah Ta'ala blessed with the tawfiq they saw the 
harm of this western life is what we spat out unfortunately you are going to lick up now we spat out all this westernized culture we living there in the west we living in america and we've seen the harm and the evil of this we've seen how bad this is how terrible it is what kind of uh, impact it has on a person's life and in a person's ha- whole how he, how it impacts on every aspect of his life negatively we've seen all this and we've realized what a terrible thing this is now we've spat it out now that we spat it out you people are going to now lick it up so uh, this is something which obviously is going to take people far away from where they're supposed to be and uh, they're going to be caught up in the same harms and the same damage that we fell into so therefore uh, this is the life that we have spat out why are you licking up this life so she was trying to get these people to understand that look this western lifestyle is not something to be impressed about this western lifestyle has nothing to offer those who already have the best way of life at their disposal they have already been given deen they have been given the beautiful way of life of nabi kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam so what do they want to now fall for these kind of things so this is what the message she gave them and this is the lesson she left with them so now coming back to what we were talking about the same thing that this western culture this has got no benefit for us in it it only has got harm it destroys now now islam islam comes from the foundations of simplicity and modesty the muasharat of islam and the western lifestyle their social life the cornerstones of that is shamelessness and extravagance shamelessness and extravagance this is the cornerstone so now anything that comes from that direction is going to come with this now we need to look in our lives whose lifestyle are we borrowing whose way of life are we taking on whose uh, fashions and styles are we taking where did this come from the kind of dressing that has become the norm where it came from where it started off from so obviously it's going to come with those elements of shamelessness of extravagance in it this is how it's going to now pass on to us are we going to take this and do the same go in the same direction get caught up in all the evil that they are caught up in which is going to harm ourselves terribly in this so we need to get past this so western lifestyle has given things that have broken society therefore the western society is broken economy right at the top society right at the bottom broken homes the most no relationship between people apart from their own they, they, what what they for their own self interest if it is in my self interest to look after my parents then i look after them but if it is not in my interest they become like a burden to me burden in my going and doing what i want to do and how i should live my life then i can discard them now this is the general lifestyle there are exceptions obviously but the general direction is this old age homes that's it where you go now they got no time for parents they got no time for family no time if as long as there's a mutual benefit maybe yes but if i don't seem to get my benefit i don't have any need for you you can go and do what you want you can be anybody you can be my closest closest relative you can be the parent you can be a child both ways you do your thing we'll do our thing now this is all this western lifestyle and culture where it comes from now because of the country we live in 
So the language here is English. English has come from the Western lifestyle. The very language has its effect. So we have to recognize that the language has an effect. And we need to, therefore, become conscious of this, that we are getting affected by this. We need to therefore be conscious and make sure that we don't allow that effect to come upon. Now when it comes upon, it will impact on clothing, on dressing, on ways, on habits, on functions, on anything and everything. You'll find this happening. So now we need to become very, very alert, very conscious about all the things that we do. How we speak. Now you find even people in our country, the accent is not Western. For example, now just one example we're taking. Speaking, we speak the language that now is spoken here. English is a spoken language here. That's how it's spoken. Previously in homes, people were speaking their mother tongue. Now the mother tongue, you ask a child, what's your mother tongue? He says, what's mother tongue? Everybody knows only one language now, English. And maybe now they're learning some other language in school. So now they don't know what's mother tongue, but... Because that mother tongue has become English. So, uh, unless somebody is asked now, what's mother tongue? This is just a something on the side just for the sake of uh, one, one, one teacher asked the child in school what's your mother tongue so he said whatever his mother tongue is for example now he must have said English Allah knows best so then the second question the teacher asked was but why is it called mother tongue meaning why not father tongue so the child now in grade 2 or 3 now is thinking now hey, why they call it mother tongue so thinking thinking he says well only Ummi speaks at home, Abba hardly gets a chance, maybe that's why they call it mother tongue. That's just something on the side, that's just on the light-hearted side of things. But the point is that, that mother tongue has an impact. So now English has become the mother tongue, everybody speaking it, but it comes along with its impact on so many things in life. We don't realize it. Now, but now though English is spoken here as a language, fine, but people speak it without the, any accent now you get other maybe uh, people coming from a um, different culture the whites for example they'll speak it in a different way they speak it with the accent that they have been now grown in that society but now you'll get somebody who doesn't have that accent naturally but wants to speak like that meaning deliberately with a twang trying to impress others so now we found even the very accent very impressive so we try to imitate another accent to make ourselves look good why are we looking good then? because we are looking like people from the west so that makes us feel like we somebody it makes us feel like we, are, we have become better than others who come from the east for example now all this is that same problem that the westernization is affecting us and we've taken it as if everything from the West is good. But what has the West given? So the point is that we have what is best. We have deen, we have iman. Allah Ta'ala has blessed us with the Mubarak Sunnah of Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. That is what is best. And that is what we should be latching on to. This is what we should be taking to heart. This is what is our lifestyle. In the Hadith Sharif, Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi has stated that kullu ummati yadkhuluna al-jannata illa man aba everyone from my ummah will enter jannat except those who reject so the sahaba asked qila man hum ya rasulullah nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam said man ata'ani dakhala al-jannah the one who follows me he'll enter jannah 
the one who does not follow me, then he is the one who is rejecting. Now one is in its very very highest level of rejection, meaning he doesn't even accept Iman, then he is definitely never entering Jannat. If the person left this world without Iman, he is definitely never entering Jannat. But if the person accepted Iman, and he passed away and left this world with Iman, then he will inshallah certainly enter Jannat. That's Allah Ta'ala's promise. So the person who did not leave this world with Iman, he is gone forever, he is doomed. He is doomed perpetually. That is something we should keep reminding ourselves because of the propaganda that is taking place, that is trying to make it sound different. The reality is without Iman there is no Jannah. So Iman is based, uh, Jannat is based, entry into Jannat is based on having Iman. Without it, is totally doomed to Jahannam. But if a person did not follow the teachings of Nabi Karim Wasallam, despite being a Muslim, despite having Iman, then this too could prevent direct entry to Jannah. Allah forbid it might require that a person goes first into Jahannam. Allah Ta'ala save us from such a thing. Now, where, where does this come in, this rejection then? This is a rejection of the Sunnah in Amal, though not in Aqeedah. That in action, a person is now not doing what he's supposed to do in terms of the uh, teachings of Nabi Karim Wasallam, not following the teachings of Nabi Karim Wasallam. This now becomes a kind of rejection. Now, this is not rejection in, in terms of Deen, but in action. And the effect of that is, oh now how does that happen? Person is borrowing from other places, dressing, lifestyle, other things. So it's not a small matter, it's a very serious matter. So we need to now become conscious of this and make this ayat of the Quran Sharif our direction and focus. Ya ayyuhalladheena amanud khulu fissilmi kaafa wala tattabi'u khutuati shaitan Enter into Islam fully in every facet of life don't follow the footsteps of shaitan because shaitan is your open enemy so we need to come out of the clutches of shaitan come out of this uh, all the western ways and habits this is what's going to become a means of benefit for us in dunya also and this is what will take us directly to jannat inshallah Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala give us the tawfiq to understand Allah ta'ala give us the tawfiq to follow the sunnah in every facet of life and save us from the ways of the yahud and nasara وآخر دعوانا أن الحمد لله رب العالمين اللهم لك الحمد كله ولك الشكر كله اللهم لا نحصي ثناء عليك أنت كما أثنيت على نفسك جزا الله عنا نبينا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله ربنا ولمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تخفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين اللهم افتح لنا بالخير واختم لنا بالخير واجعل أواقب أمورنا بالخير بيدك الخير إنك على كل شيء قدير ربنا هب لنا من أزواجنا وذرياتنا قرة أعين وجعلنا للمتقين إماما رب اغفر وارحم واعفو وتكرم وتجاوز عما تعلم إنك أنت الأعز الأكرم اللهم إنا نسألك من خير ما سألك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعاذك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم أنت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآله وسابج معين والحمد لله رب العالمين